Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the axis of football. We are in now the divisional playoff round-ish about to get real, as the kids say, Shark. We've got four phenomenal games coming up this weekend. And, you know, hoping after a you know, somewhat lackluster wildcard round in terms of the competitive nature of the games, we get something better. People always say this is the best round, most exciting round of the playoffs. So let's go, Shar. Let's dive into it. We've got Burrow going into Tennessee to see if he can take that momentum he built last week into the number one seed and pull an upset. The Niners, fresh off the heels of that win at Dallas, going to Green Bay to try and avenge that heartbreaking loss they had earlier this season. Rams, Bucks, Bucks, a slew of injuries, and the Rams have had their number as of late. And the Buffalo Bills going to Kansas City, both teams red hot. Many saying this should be the conference championship. So a lot of storylines to talk about, Char. What excites you most when you think about the games coming up this weekend, man? Well, the first thing is that usually, generally speaking, when you have a poor wild card round in terms of uh, quality of games, when you have lopsided games and the, and the better teams that, that really blow people out, move on, you're going to get really, really good divisional games because you're going to get teams yes. that actually blew the other teams out. So Inject that in my veins, baby. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. So, yeah. So, so, that, so that's what I'm looking forward to. The, the, the other thing is that, look, and, and, and I hear this all the time, oh, you're, you're a Rabel apologist, you know, blah, 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 blah. First of all, Rabel hasn't done anything for me to freaking apologize about. So if, if you're going to say anything, say I'm a Rabel homer, don't call me a Rabel. I mean, come on. I mean, seriously, Rabel apologist, number one. Uh, I'm a Rabel homer because he was a buddy of mine. We used to go drink beers together and stuff like that. But I haven't seen him or talked to him in, God, 10, 15 years. So I'm not an apologist. But here's the thing that Rabel has done that's really great. Is that how have you ever seen a, a less talked about number one seed? They ever? are. They are very much. It's like one of those teams where you're like, if you really weren't following it, you'd be like, wait. How did that happen? Right. Like, right. <laughs> I thought they were like the three or four seed the whole way, and all of a sudden, number one. So, yeah, they, they, they're quiet. Now, that I think that's also maybe maybe a product of the way they they won and kind of how they stuck in at the end. But you're it's right, old school, they're, 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 baby. Old school flying under the radar, right? right. And and probably just, just the way he likes it. Look, I think we most of us look at this week and view Bills Chiefs as the crown jewel matchup, right? I think there's no coincidence, Char. The NFL put that game as the last, right? Let's save the best for last, put it in the Sunday primetime slot. Cool. We get that. We're going to talk about that. Outside of that, is there a game or a storyline or a matchup that just has you excited for this week? This week's games? They, they all do, but I'm really intrigued to see what happens with the Rams and the Bucks. And Yeah. Uh, you know, right? I mean, everybody knows you got, you got the greatest athlete of all time, in any sports on one side and how are you going to bet against them? But I, if I was for those Bucks fans, I would be worried. I would be worried about this game. Well, yeah. I mean, and we'll, we'll talk about it more. I agree. That's an intriguing matchup. And I think, I think the reason why they should be worried is the last two times they played each other, these teams having been very similar and the Bucks were healthy. The Rams have had their number. Now they're not healthy. So, you know, that doesn't leave a lot to be confident in, but you're right. It is still, the goat and you know they still gotta play the game you know for me i'm very interested in this san francisco green bay game you know there, there's obviously a, a rivalry a history there the last couple of times they've played in the playoffs the niners have had their number 
most recently back in 2019, that picked the Raheem Mostert game is what I call it, right? He went off for 200 yards, three touchdowns. And, and then they played earlier this season, I think back in week three. And, uh, and that was an amazing game too. The Niners had, had seemingly the win. And then Aaron Rodgers in classic Aaron Rodgers fashion runs a two minute drill, gets him in field goal range and wins the game with no time left. So, so I think that'll be interesting whether it'll play a factor there, but Char, let's just, let's, let's go chronological, right? So our Saturday games are Bengals, Titans, Niners, Packers. Let's start with the Bengals and Titans, Joe Burrow, all-star quarterback taking that momentum. First playoff win for Cincinnati in 31 years. They're riding high. And you said it, Char, the Titans, number one seed under the radar. No one cares about us. Everyone's talking about the Bills and the Chiefs, right? We're kind of the bridesmaids here. How do you see this game ultimately playing out? Can the Bengals ride that momentum and steal one against the number one seed? Or do the Titans just keep taking care of business and, uh, and become hosts of the conference championship? I look, I now I'm questioning myself whether I'm a Rabel Homer or not, but I'm 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 going Titans because look, they've done things the right way. They by all means he's uh, Rabel is my coach of the year. And remember early be. on in the year, what? I, I mean he's gotta be he's gotta be coach of the year early. Oh right? right. And the lead the team that's been least talked about. I I mean the Chargers were spoken about more about they had more pizzazz about them than than the Titans because at one point they're like, Oh my god, are the Chargers gonna be the number one seed? You know, blah blah yeah. blah. And then he's just been winning games and against common wisdom, because early in the year, if you recall, we talked about, we said, what I don't like about the Titans is that they're so top heavy. All right. And by top heavy, I mean, they have some studs. And then after that, it's like, who the heck are they? Who the heck are they? And I was worried that if one or two of them would get hurt, what would happen? And it's, it feels like for the entire year, they've had all three of them hurt, even though that's obviously that's not the case. But And when you say all three, we're talking about A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Derrick Henry, right? That's exactly it. That's yeah. exactly it. And yeah. and look, I, that's, I think that's the number one reason why I think Rabel should be coach of the year is because he won games with, with not just one game. He's the number one seed in, in a very talented conference with the Bills and the, and, the, and the Chiefs. And by the way, he beat both of those two teams. So let's not let's not let's let's not say that he had he had an easy route to it. He beat yeah. the Chiefs. He beat the Bills. There's a lot of teams, and then you know, obviously had some bad losses. But uh, I I'm I'm gonna have to I'm I'm gonna go with the with the Titans, and 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 I think you know it, it's they're you know they're they're just gonna make it happen. I, I think Cincinnati's kind of happy about what they've got, but I'm I'm, I'm picking Titans. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I you know I think Derrick Henry to me is the big question mark. That's how I was thinking about it, Shark. Right. Coming into this conversation is like, you know, obviously the, there's just been this, this stigma that the Titans go as Derrick Henry goes. And and now that I'm thinking about it and we're talking about it, you know, I don't know that the Titans necessarily have to have Derrick Henry back to full form to win this game. You know, I, I think... They don't. I, it, and, and it kind of puts into question, I'm not, you know, no disrespect to Derrick Henry at all whatsoever. But if you told, but if you told anybody that this season, the Titans were going to be without Derrick Henry for two and a half months in the season and get the number one seed, you probably wouldn't really get, get a lot of people looking at you like you're a sane person. Right. I mean, that's that in and of itself is an accomplishment. So they've proven they can win with Deontay Foreman, Jeremy McNichols in those backs. Right. 
I think especially now that they're getting a healthy AJ Brown, a healthy Julio Jones, they've sprinkled in some of the weapons, tight end, you know, Anthony Ferkser, you know, this guy Westbrook Akine, their third, their third receiver. They've been able to get it done with some of these other guys. You're healthy at the receiver spot. I think Foreman is formidable enough to be great if Henry isn't at full speed. Obviously, if, if Henry's full go, hey, more power to them. I do like the Titans in this game. I think there's just too many. I don't fully believe in Zach Taylor yet. I, I, I think it's going to show the moments a little bit too big for him. The Bengals have been good, but uh, but I think this is where it ends for them. And the Titans, look, right. they're, 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 they're a sound football team. They don't shoot themselves in the foot. And Tannehill, he struggled early on when Henry was out. He's gotten better and better. And, and the funny thing is they don't really jump out anywhere, right, in terms of the stats. They're 17th in offense, 12th in defense, 24th in passing, 5th in rushing, right? So that running game, they've been able to maintain that despite Derrick Henry's absence. So I like them in this one, and I think you're probably going to see some of the, the coaching flaws and some of the protection flaws in terms of how the, 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 the Bengals – inability to protect Burrow will come out in this one against the Titans. I expect them to fully exploit that. I think it'll be a good game just because you got got Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and those weapons. Um, It's going to be tough to stop them, but I think it's going to be like one of those games where as it progresses, the gap will will gradually grow between these two teams. And I could say the Titans win this thing by, you know, seven to 13 points, depending on how well, well, you know, you know the you know the point spread's three and a half, so you think they're going to cover easily? I think they're going to cover. I right. think they're going to cover. I think I, you know you don't get to play the Raiders every week, and no disrespect to the Raiders, but I think we all know that they you know they were very fortunate to even get into the playoffs and be in that position. You know, and 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 it kind of came down to the last play with them too. So I, I just I don't see the Bengals really being you know, and, and the Bengals look they're they're a team that's been really up and down this year, right? They've had a couple of big blowout wins, and they came out and they lost the following week and really embarrassing. Right. Didn't they? They blew out the the Ravens 41-17 in Baltimore. They lost to the Jets the following week, right? It's just I have not seen, even though yes, consistent. Won the no, you're right. Yeah, you're they right. won the North. They won the first playoff game thirty-one years. That's great. I think to your point, sure, you're absolutely right. Like this was a good season for the Bengals. Good, good for you. I just think it ends here against a much more disciplined team, a team with more continuity and a more fundamentally sound team that's likely getting their workhorse and Derrick Henry back. I just think all signs point to right. the Titans win. Right. Well, here's the thing. Now we talk about Derrick Henry. Let's let's assume that he's not fully healthy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sure. So so, but but there's degrees of that. There's like 80, 90 percent, and 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 this is coming from a pro, former pro athlete's perspective. There's different types of 80, 90 percent. There's an 80, 90 percent meaning that I'm going near 100 percent, but I have a high chance of re-injury if I get hit again. Or there's 80-90%. I'm at 80-90% efficiency. I'm not going to get injured any worse. Do, I mean, do you understand what I'm talking about, about the, the differences in the two? Absolutely, yeah. So the question is, like, yeah, do you want to you want to risk it? Right. So let, let's let's say Derrick Henry is somewhere in between maybe both or, or whatever. The idea of having him out there, you don't think you don't think it's going to make it a life a little bit easier for Ryan Tannehill and, uh, and AJ Brown? Oh, just, just, just as, as, as a decoy, right? As a decoy. Sure. So, and, and I can, you know, I can see this happening. I can see Derrick Henry coming out there starting. I can see him, uh, you know, testing it out and trying it out. But you're going to definitely see a combination of Foreman and Derrick Henry. Un- unless, unless if he's so great in practice that they're like, screw this. We're just, you know, we're moving forward. But I'm going to, you're going to, you're going to see a combination of Derrick Henry and Foreman, especially because Foreman has been playing well. Yeah. He has been playing. Look, that old line has been run blocking like crazy. 
it doesn't matter who you put out there. They were, they were, they were doing great. Right. And this is a game where it's going to really depend on AJ Brown. And I have a feeling that AJ Brown, the type of guy that who's everybody's talking about right now, they're talking about like, who's the flavor of the, of, of the week right now. It's Jamar Chase. I have a feeling AJ Brown's going to have something to say about that. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's, that's fair. And look, I mean, we, we haven't seen a ton of games where their full complement of weapons are fully healthy. So I think with, with this extra rest, I think we'll finally be able to see that. And, and that'll be exciting yeah. if you're a Titans fan. Right. A couple and, and here's things. the thing, but by, by, by the way, just not to cut you off, but no. PFF has Cincinnati covering and they're, they're according to PFF numbers, they're saying bet Cincinnati, but I disagree with PFF. Uh, I, I think I, I agree I with you too. I disagree uh, too. But, but look, but, but to that point, sure. There, I think there are a few data points to consider and think about when we're talking about this game. So right. number one, the Titans under Mike Vrabel are 8-0 in games following nine-plus days of rest. That tells you he knows how to get his team rested and prepared coming off a bye. Coming off He's rest. a former player. Of course he does. Former player. So that's yeah. – okay, great. That sounds great. But but now check this out. Joe Burrow has been red hot. And I think we, we can probably both agree Tannehill's a solid player. Joe Burrow – is probably the most talented player, arguably one of the most talented players on either team, certainly the better quarterback between the two. Agreed. If he catches fire, right, Joe Burrow has averaged 405 yards, 136.4 passer rating over the past three games. That is not good. That is sensational, okay? So the one shot that the, the Bengals do have is if Burrow can take over this game. And look, call it what you will, the Titans, Char, 0-2 in the playoffs as the number one seed. So is that under Rabel though? Is that with, with other coaches? No, that 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 that's that has not been with Rabel. Rabel okay. the home. So, right. So so you're right. But but it's just just I'm just saying these are data points to consider right. as we come in. Yeah, obviously those 0-2 teams aren't this team, right? And it's just this isn't it that's more like fodder people talk about, but really the level at which Joe Burrow has been playing coming into this game is nothing to scoff at. And I think the Titans know this. And, and to me, it's got to be a complimentary game for the Bengals, right? Like Joe Burrow's got to catch fire. And when they key in and stopping him and maybe change up their pass rush, run some stunts, you've got to be able to run that ball with Joe Mixon. So I think both oh, absolutely. And Burrow have got to be able to provide this team some balance. Right. If, the, if they get, if they get one dimensional, it's over. Well, here's, here's what I got to say about that. Last week when I was watching the Raiders Bengals game and I kept yelling, Blitz the B gap because they're turning to that right tackle. And 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 right away, Riley Reef is out again. So you're gonna have that backup tackle playing. Yeah. I can promise you one thing, Kurosh. Mike Rabel, who played on the Steelers with me, and he was a linebacker and was a defensive guy, basically. What, what I'm trying to tell you, he is not going to take basically not take advantage of the weakness that even my stupid ass saw in that game. He's going to be bringing you watch watch blitzes coming in. If 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 the if the if the Bengals are going to turn protect to cover up that right tackle, Joe Joe Burr is going to be running a little bit more than he did last week. How about that? Okay, that's that's what I gotta say. That's what I gotta say. Joe, Joe Burr is not going to be sitting in a clean, clean clean pocket. I can promise you that. And you think obviously now the Raiders failed to make the in game adjustment. The Titans have the luxury of watching the film now and preparing and, for. It. But but Kurosh, here's the thing though. 
again, I'm not a defensive guy. For me to see that now, the reason why I was able to see that because I understand as, as an offensive lineman what, what our weakness is was when you turn protect. Okay, I, I understand like, oh, shit, if this comes, we're going to be in trouble. Mike Rabel would have seen that in the game. My, this, it was, and this is something that nobody's talking about. It was egregious how the Raiders did not adjust to something so freaking simple. And Joe Burrow, look, he's a good enough quarterback to where under pressure he makes straight plays, let alone when he's sitting back there all day long, he's going to kill you. I'm telling you, Joe Burrow is not. If Joe Burrow is sitting clean again like he did last week, the Bengals are winning. But he's not. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. What, you know, what, one more thing to note, too, Char. These two teams did play each other last year in Cincinnati, Char. At the time, at that time, the Bengals were sitting at one and five. The Titans were five and one. Titans lost that game. That was only the Titans' second loss of the season. And, uh, and the Bengals at that time were, you know, were a one and five team. They won that game 31 to 20. Right. So, you know, I, but, but again, Titans have a history of losing to teams like the Jets and the Jaguars. Yes. And the- yeah. So, so, you know, again, it's, it, it's the historical angle. I, it, it doesn't affect my pick, right? I'm looking at the teams right now as they're coming in this year's team, the strengths, weaknesses on both sides. And I think ultimately the playoffs, they say expose your greatest wounds. And I think Zach Taylor's a little bit green, wet behind the ears. And I think Bengals inability to protect Burrow is going to affect them. And I'm also assuming that that extra week of rest, A.J. Brown and Julio getting healthy, Derrick Henry being back, that's going to behoove the Titans, and they're going to be able to move on to that conversation. We both agree exactly. All right. Well, then I guess there's nothing to talk about in that game. No. <laughs> with, with that, let's get into this one, Shar. The night game, which which adds entry, like, right? Because Niners-Packers, we already knew this game was going to be really cool. I think last time I checked, this was going to be a two-degree game. And it's going to get to zero degrees right in the middle of the game. Now it's a night game, so it's definitely going to be cold. And look, Niners, big win at Dallas last week. They renewed one rivalry, now another rivalry against the Packers. And this is an intriguing matchup, right? You've got Shanahan and LaFleur who didn't who didn't shake hands last time they played each other. Right? It's a little, little bit of coaching intrigue there. Rodgers broke their heart last time. You know, can Bosa and Warner play? Looks like they're trending in the right direction. You know, Jimmy's not going to have the luxury of being able to play in that nice weather-controlled dome. This is serious stuff here. What do you make of this one, Char, and how do you see this game ultimately playing out? Do the Packers disappoint again a second year in a row at Lambeau? To, to a warm-weather team. Right. San Francisco. Right. And, and I mean, what was it, two years ago that this happened? That they, uh, that they lost that they lost to, to San Francisco at, at home. Was they, it, yeah, that, yeah, you're right. That was the 2000. No, that was in San Francisco. To be fair, that was in San Francisco. So that was the 2019 right. NFC Championship in San right. Francisco. Right. And, yeah, right. that was the Raheem right. Mostert game. And, and they just got ran. I mean, they just got. But but here's what I gotta say. This is this is the best team that Green Bay has had in 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 in, in, in a while. I don't even remember the last time they had a better team. All right. They have a great O-line, and their O-line is coming back at a perfect time. And even, and here's what's great about their O-line. Even when they were injured, their backups played really well. Their backup made the Pro Bowl. Their backup made the Pro Bowl. Is, uh, I forget what the guy's name is, but the guy that was covering for, uh, he got hurt, though. But uh, anyways, they have a great O-line. They have a really good defense, Kurush. Their, their weakness at cornerback, the, the addition of Rasul Douglas, what a find! Oh my God, he was he was on he was on Arizona's practice squad, practice roster, 
and, and, and you think and you think Arizona's not kicking themselves in the ass? Uh, oh, right, they right and 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 you know, Rasul Douglas, they have a really good pass fresh, they have a great old line, <clears throat> they have the best receiver in the game, I think. And and obviously they have they have the greatest quarterback of all time, in my opinion. So they have all that stuff stacked in. Now, having said that, San Francisco matches up really well against them. Matches up really well against Why? them. And, and what, specifically, what tough. do you mean by that? In what, in what way? They're going to be tough. They're going to punch you in the mouth. And, and, and here's what – look, here's what Mike Shanahan does. Like, remember we talked about this. You're like, you don't know what kind of play he's going to run. You have no idea. Yeah, Kyle, like, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, yeah. But, uh, who did I say? Mike Shanahan? Well, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Not, but, the, hey, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, right? Right, absolutely. And and look, San Francisco, the way they get the way they get the ball to their playmakers in open space yeah. is ridiculous. And it's, it's ridiculous. almost like like Jimmy's skill set of like being so good and effective in those intermediate passes fits in well with that too, right? And also his great looks, his beautiful smile and his perfect teeth. You know what? His... Shark, too soon, too soon, buddy. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid. No, no we're, but, we're, but here, it's never a bad time to talk about Jimmy D's looks on the show. But, 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 but hey, but, but look, doesn't at some point, I mean, I, I feel like it's a cliche to say, but it's, and I was saying this last year when the Bucks went over there, doesn't weather at some point factor in? And it was shocking that the Bucks, a warm weather team, beat them in Lambo last year. The Niners that come from the other coast in California, shouldn't that be a factor? Or are the Niners just like built? in a way where it's not going to matter because they're built on the toughness up front, the running game. So the weather is not going to be a factor for them. Last year, last year, again, people are going to think I'm nuts. It was meant to be for Tom Brady to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> it was just, they were dealing with, with Kismet or, or, yeah. or, or divine will. Whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is last year, it was meant to be for, 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 for uh, Tom Brady against all odds to make it to the Super Bowl, play at home, and 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 win, all right? This year, I think Destiny's calling for Green Bay. Okay. So, now, if you believe in that or not, I do. I've seen it happen. I've seen it where you're like, how the hell does this happen? It was just like, shit, it was meant to be, right? What makes now, you think Destiny's calling for Green Bay? I mean, I mean, they've been they've been the number one team in the NFC pretty much the whole year, right? I mean, is, is that what it is? Like what? What? It's, or is it more Aaron Rodgers posted the the last dance photo? It's kind of his swan. That's that's day. it. Okay. Look, the, the, the same the same the same type of drama that we had go not drama with the with the Bucks, but the same storyline that we had. How amazing is it that Tom Brady at age forty two or whatever he was last year forty three going to a new yeah. team, turning them around, and this is the storyline is. You know, Green Bay Packers, but a skin of their teeth, they kept Aaron Rodgers. This might be the last time. And what if I have news for you? I don't think it's going to be the last time. They're, they're going to be, they're, they're going to probably pay this guy every single penny that they have to keep him. But that's a different story. Here, here's, here's what I see. I, I, I think, every penny so he, he can afford. You know, his home in, in, in Green Bay is like, it's like a $100,000 home or something. It's like, <laughs> like, it's just funny to me. Like, I mean, obviously that, that that's the cost of real estate in Green Bay. But right. it's but no, like but, no, they're going to keep him in Green Bay. But <laughs> yeah. here, here's what I got to tell you is San Francisco needs Jimmy G to play the way he did in the first three quarters against San Francisco, against the Dallas, Dallas yeah. to even so, be in so, the game. But, but it's like, it's like, you know, it's one of those things. It's, it's, you know, they, they say things like, you know, it's not, it, it's not a, it's not a conference unless there's a technical air, technical glitch or some kind of an error with the projector. It's not a Niner game 
unless Jimmy G throws a stupid pick at some point, right? Like he, he's, he's and, probably going to do that at some point. And here's the thing. He's going to, he's going to have so much pressure on him because you, I know quarterbacks don't play against each other, but their egos, the way they are is the, it, it's, it's, it's like, you know, one general versus the other. He's going to be trying to match. If, if Jimmy G is going to try to match the greatest quarterback of all time, it's it's gonna it's it's gonna be over. It's gonna be yeah. game over real and soon. Look, and I, and I, I would highly strongly doubt that that's gonna be Kyle Shanahan's game plan coming into this game, right? Oh right, right. But at some emphasize, point, you don't emphasize, think emphasize the running game, emphasize getting it through playmakers in space. You know, be keep, keep that tough physicality in your in your two fronts, offensive and defensive front. I think one thing the Niners didn't do last week, they didn't really get the ball to Kittle. That's a credit to Cowboys safety J. Ron Curse. We talked about the importance right. of him, him being in that game. I don't know that the Packers have a curse equivalent, so I would expect Kittle to be a bigger part of this game plan this week as well. Right, and and he should be. He should be because I think he's the best tight end in the game. But here's what's going to happen. This is this is this is what I foresee. I foresee Aaron Rodgers pulling a rabbit out of his ass and doing something amazing. He did that last Jimmy, time they played each other. Right, and Jimmy G wanted to go out there and match him. And then throw a pick right, right after, right after, right after Aaron Rodgers is something amazing. Jimmy G goes out there and tries like it, it just look, it's, it's, it's the way athletes are. It's, it's the way to this day at, at age 51, I'm, I'm out there playing basketball. The guy that I'm guarding hits a three pointer. I'm like, give me the ball. I want, I want to prove you wrong. I, you know, <laughs> the, and, 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 you know, these are guys in their prime and Jimmy G is a competitor. And I can look. I can see it happening. I can. I can see. Oh, you're that, saying uh, is, hey, when it's when it's two degrees in in Lambo, not the time to get into a pissing contest with Aaron Rodgers. Right. If Jimmy G can 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 like just say it's not about me, it's about my team, then they're gonna have a much better chance. But I I look. I got I, I got Green Bay. I got Green Bay winning. I again. I've been talking about Green Bay going to the Super Bowl all year. And and I thought I honestly thought it, um, and uh, I thought they're going to beat uh, Tampa in the in the NFC Championship, which still might happen. But but I got Green Bay winning. I got, I got you know look they have a running game now. They have a solid two points running game with uh, you don't know which one you got like slash and smash or whatever you want to call them. Thunder uh, and lightning, yeah. Yeah. So it's I I got I got Green Bay. I bet heavy on Green Bay. But and and again, all the destiny stuff points to Green Bay. So you I'm going with them. You make a great point too, Shar. We everyone's talking about oh the Niners running game and their physicality. You know, m- maybe maybe Quadzilla, as they call him, right? AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones might have something to say about that too, right? Like absolutely. Like, don't, don't write them off. Like you know, they, they've been a very formidable tandem. Tandem. Now I know, with especially with Bosa and Fred Warner, if they're healthy, it's going to be a tough task. But it's it's a cold it's a cold weather game. Right. This ain't Dallas, right? You're not going to have that nice dome. They might tenderize them, as you say, as the game goes on. Don't be surprised to see that either, right? This might not have way, to be Aaron Rodgers going out there and being a superhero. This could, you know, I absolutely. could see I could see AJ Dillon, and especially with the weather. Oh yeah, Packer in this game. That's that's what I was going to say. The weather is more conducive to the to the Packers running game rather than the 49ers running game. And look, I'm looking at the weather right now, Shar. It's so the the actual temperature. It's eight degrees, but really you got to factor in wind chill, right? So eight degrees, but it's going to feel like negative six. That, that's cold, man. And I, I don't know what the coldest game you ever played in is. I don't know if it ever got that cold when you played, but I, but keep in mind I played two years in Canada. So okay, so so you've 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 had some cold games. 
Yes, we had we had a game we had a game just north of uh, north of Green Bay. We played the Grey Cup, and here we go. You ready for this? In Regina, Regina with an R, Regina, Saskatchewan. So before sure anybody gets on, what? Are you sure it's not Regina? I know for a fact it's called Regina, Saskatchewan. You're not just you're so, not just trying to make a, a kind of a a, a, a broy joke there. It's actually buddy, you, you, I, I can't make this shit up. All right, <laughs> okay. and, uh, and and we were playing Doug Flutie's team. It was something like the weather was something like 20, 30 degrees below, but with the wind chill, it was 55, 56 below. And that's I, that's ridiculous. how can it be legal to play football in that weather? Like, that's a like, Canadian league. You, you had guys, you had guys doing cocaine at halftime and coming out uh, killing people. <laughs> Get out <laughs> of here. <laughs> not, and, and I'm not exaggerating. I thought they're all nice in Canada. They're, 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 they're doing lines at halftime over there. Dude, I, I could have sworn a, a guy I went against and 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 I was kind of handling him in the first half. He comes out with his eyes red. I don't know if he injected himself with some horse steroids or, or did some lines of coke. And he came out, he looked like he was just a fucking maniac. So, and then he, our kicker used to freaking, he was a chain smoker. I mean, like, <laughs> by the way, Donald Igwe Bigway, the uncle of the of the running back for, for the Detroit Lions, a guy that got kicked out of the NFL for a drug scandal. For running drugs into Tampa Bay, so you know it was it was a, it was a weird it was a weird time. It was a weird time, man. The raging nineties, right? Yes, sir. Well, well, yes, sir. yeah. I mean, okay. So I guess negative six compared to negative fifty five is like going to the Caribbean, right? But but nevertheless, for no, well, I was we, trying to tell you that the wind chill, the wind chill took it from like negative fifteen, negative twenty to negative fifty six. So if the same thing can happen in Green Bay, yeah, it's going to be a, a, San Francisco is going to be hurting. It's it's going to be a tough one for sure. On on that note, Char, we do have a, a listener question about this game as it pertains to Green Bay's offensive line, right? So here's the question, right? Week 18 brought the return of two of the Packers' preferred starters on the O-line, David Bakhtiari and Josh Myers. Since week seven, the Packers have had a hodgepodge of second and third string players on the line. Nonetheless, they've done well and have had time to build continuity and familiarity with, with each other over these weeks. Now that Bakhtiari and Myers are back, and that continuity and familiarity now disappears, how important is that continuity on the O-line for bringing back those two preferred starters? What do you think of this, Yara, especially being a former O-lineman yourself? Oh, it's, it's, it's a great question. It's a very valid question. Continuity and the O-line matter a lot. Matters a lot. But less so in this Again, it's a very good question and it's a very valid question. And it's a question that in most other instances, I would say you're absolutely right. It's gonna it's gonna matter. In this case, I don't think it's gonna matter as much because you have, first of all, you have these guys that have played together before. And the best guy coming back is David Bakhtiari, who plays left tackle. Yes. And if he was not such a dominating pass blocker, I would say it's gonna make a huge difference. Okay. But what happens with that is when Bakhtiari comes back, remember what remember what I talked about when you have deficiencies on the O-line, you try to you try to cover it up with, with, with formation, whether it be having a having a running back or a tight end on that side, or with script of, of like chipping him or pass blocking, you know, pass setting towards him, away from him, all sorts of stuff. Because with Bakhtiari, he's going to go out there. He's, they're going to put him on an island, and they're going to say, do what you do, which is take out anybody that they have against you. The, the formation and the blocking schemes are going to be going away from him. So really, the continuity of people playing together – has to do with like passing off, passing off blitzes, passing off games and stunts, being able to make the right calls to switch uh, to switch responsibilities. All right, uh, I don't know if that I don't know if I'm making sense or not. Do, 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 do you yeah, so, 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 
I think what you're the, the summarize what you're saying is you're saying they can make up for that loss of continuity and the fact that that these guys coming back, the talent level's higher and they've already played with these with with the other guys in the O line before, so continuity shouldn't shouldn't be as much of an issue. Absolutely, and the fact that Bakhtiari is so good. Yeah, they're not going to be turning. I, ask Aaron Rodgers that question. What do you think he's going to say? Right, don't want Bakhtiari right. there, right? <laughs> so um, in this in this instance, in this instance, no, it's 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 not an issue. It's not an issue. La, But it's a, look, it's a it's a very valid and great question. Yeah, no, it's a good question. We'll see how it plays out. And it's, and it's look, it's especially if Bosa is going to be back full swing, that's going to matter. Uh, Char, one more thing I want to talk about this game because I don't want to totally pump up the Packers and and overlook some very potential glaring holes that I think Shanahan probably is aware of too. And that's this, Char. The Packers' defense has not been very good down the stretch this season. Weeks one through 10, 18 points per game allowed, 24 sacks, 16 takeaways. Weeks 11 through 18, Char, 27.3 points per game allowed, just 15 sacks and 10 takeaways. So there's been a clear decline in the play of Green Bay's defense. Perhaps this is a scenario where bad weather is a defense's best friend. I don't know. But what I do know is Shanahan will look at that decline, and I'm sure we'll find some areas he can exploit. Because when you when you jump you know, almost 10 points in a, a points allowed per game, there's something awry there. And I'm not saying Green Bay can't get it fixed. But but I would not be surprised if Shanahan's able to exploit that in some way throughout the course of the game. I you know what that's a good point. I wasn't aware of that. This this yeah. is this is one of those things that that basically like happens right under your nose. Yeah. I just, well, because they were winning the whole time. But still. right, right. Uh, well, I mean, that I think that will play a factor. But but again, this is one of those things. Who, why we got we have to look at like there's a lot of reasons we can i can't really comment on why they've been doing that there's a there's a lot of other you know there's a lot of reasons that we could point to but you know look, looking looking at it right now looking at their defense in in terms of in terms of in terms of personnel they do have they do have a good personnel to be able to fight the 49ers you know you, ha you have their nose tackle playing really well you have their d-line you know, play, playing defense, you have, you know, you have, you have their linebackers and, and, and obviously they're look, uh, here's one thing. The former weakness of the green Bay Packers defense is now their strength, which is a cornerback, which yeah, is a, right. which is a cornerback. So, and, 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 and their safety Campbell has been playing out of his mind. So not their safety, their, their linebacker. Right. And then, you know, Adrian Amos and then, you know, all, all these guys. So I, 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 Again, you, you kind of caught me off guard with that because I wasn't aware of this, but that's something to look into. But I have a feeling it's more of a script thing. I mean, maybe, it was, maybe it was the way yeah, they were yeah, playing. No, very, very well could be. And look, I think it's one of those things that I still feel strongly enough with the Packers to say, even if it is something that Kyle Shanahan finds, I don't know that it'll actually determine the outcome of the game over the course of four quarters. So no, the one, one thing that's interesting that nobody's going to talk about, you have in this game, you have the best – the greatest run blocker in recent memory on San Francisco at tackle. And you have the best pass blocker over the last five, eight years in, in, in our boy, David Bakhtiari on, on, on the Packers. So, so you have two premier, you probably have the two best left tackles in a long time in, in this game. So that'll be, that'll be interesting. You know, that'll be interesting to see. Obviously Bakhtiari is going to have his hands full too, with with somebody like Bosa who's questionable to play, but that'll, that'll be something interesting to look at.
Yeah, and and look, I mean, they're uh, don't, don't underestimate the fact that they're getting a bunch of players back. They're getting they're getting Zadarius Smith back on the pass rush too. I mean, they're getting Randall Cobb back. Jair Alexander, like you said, is back. So they're they're they're, they're getting some legit players here on their side too. So I think Packers are saying, look, you know, we're you know we're we're not the only we're, you know Niners aren't the only ones coming up here. We, we're, we're getting some of our guys back too, and maybe they hope that 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 actually does help fortify the defense. And so let me ask something: Who, who are you picking? Oh, Green Bay for sure. I mean, Green Bay was my Super Bowl pick uh, right. beginning of the season, so I I, I, I got to stick with them. But, so but I, agree, I agree that the, the, the matchup has cost for concern. But I think I think I think they'll be okay. I I agree with you. Here here's another uh, game where PFF disagrees with us. PFF has uh, their green line, as they call it, has has San Francisco covering, and actually they say the bet on San Francisco uh, to win it outright is is, is a good bet. Uh, I disagree. I, I think I think Green Bay is going to beat him by more than one touchdown, and and I, I think I'm, I'm betting the money line for Green now, Bay. Now, now, if Mike McCarthy was still the coach of the Packers, I might have a different pick. But but <laughs> well, you just you just hate you some Mike McCarthy. That's amazing. But no, but you do have a point. You do, you you yeah. do have a point there. Here's the thing: if it's a close game, yeah, I, it, it's it's anybody's game. It's anybody's game. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. You don't want to leave this team hanging around. Right. But, but, I, but I have faith enough in the Packers to say they're going to be okay ultimately and, and pull out the win and be able to host so host that conversation. So we've got both number one seeds winning, Char. Let's now go to the lower-seeded teams and keep it in the NFC. Tampa Bay, the defending champions, hosting the Rams. And Char, a couple weeks back, we were talking about how what is it about the Niners that makes them the Rams kryptonite? And I think the Rams will finally maybe get some karma going their way because they're in recent memory, they've been the Bucks kryptonite. They beat them last year in Raymond James Stadium. They beat them earlier this season, both pretty dominating victories. And now, and that's with the fully healthy Bucks team. Now, the Bucks have a slew of injuries. Tristan Wirfs, the star left tackle, Ryan Jensen, their center, Fournette, Leonard Fournette, you know, Levante David, all these guys questionable to return. You know, some are trending in the right direction. We'll talk more about the injuries. But this is a beat-up Bucks team that they're getting. And obviously, you know, A.B. and Godwin are gone as well. So a very different team. So, you know, when we look at that and say they weren't playing well against the Rams, it wasn't a good matchup when they were healthy. Now they're not even healthy. You know, does this bode well? And look, the Eagles didn't really belong in the playoffs, man. They, it, it, it was a charity case. The Eagles were like, uh, you know, they were like, have you seen Meet the Fockers where, where they're showing the, you know, Ben Stiller's room to his in-laws? And Robert De Niro goes, I didn't know they make uh, ribbons for seventh place. And he goes, oh, yeah, it goes all the way, way to 11th place. It's like the Eagles are like the ribbon for seventh place, right? It's like, cool, you got in, congratulations, right? They didn't belong there. So I, I don't even know how much of a, a tune-up game that was for the Bucks, right? Like they're, they're in for a rude awakening if, if they think that's, that was a formidable opponent. Rams are hot. They're coming off a huge win. They hit on all cylinders. Defense looks good. Cam Akers is back. A lot to be optimistic about if you're a Rams fan. And I think a lot to be concerned about if you're a Bucks fan is my initial assessment on this game, Charlotte. What do you think when you see this matchup and what it means for, uh, for the Rams and for Brady and the Bucks? Look, I think there's something to be said about that. And, and, and if anybody thinks matchups don't matter in, in, in football, you're out of your mind. You're absolutely out of that's mind. what it is. I mean, it's a collection of matchups, right? That's, right. that's how it works. And, and, and we and we saw it happen last week of the season with the Rams not being able to secure a second place, you know, because yeah. if, 
they would have if, if they would have uh, won against the 49ers who they don't match up well against they this game the same exact game would be at home yeah the absolutely. same exact game would be at home so look I'm telling you the 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 line is minus three points bucks minus three so it's basically saying that they're they're even teams I don't think they're even teams on 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 neutral ground I think the Rams I think the Rams are are because of the way they match up. The Rams have looked the the, the addition of OBJ is starting to really pay dividends. Okay, and it Especially, took a while. Though. It took a while though, but you're right. It, it, well, that's it, what happens. So you need to build you you need to build rapport with with with, with your offense. So addition of uh, OBJ, they're getting their running back, and boy, did he look good. How the hell did he get back in six months from an Achilles of five and a half months, whatever, whatever it was? Unreal, man. It's unreal. it's it's, un, it's and, unbelievable. And not just come back, like effective. Dominating, dominating, and dominating. and and look, this is going to be something else. I disagree with PFF again. PFF has the has the Bucks not only winning but also covering. I disagree. I think here's the thing, Kurosh. If I didn't have the ultimate respect for the greatest of all time. And, and 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 again, there, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of Brady fans like you that think that I'm giving backhanded compliments to Tom Brady because I say he's not the greatest quarterback, he's the greatest sportsman of all time. You're you're wrong. You're wrong. All I'm saying is that he's accomplished more with far less than anybody else in any sport. So I'm giving him the ultimate compliment. Okay, it is a compliment. Yeah, yeah. Right. So if it wasn't for Tom Brady, I would put so much money on this team, on on, on them losing. The only thing that's keeping me from not betting this is because of the greatness of Tom Brady. Like, how do you bet against them? But everything else, Kourish, I'm telling you, everything else points to the Rams winning this game. Well, and and, and to be fair, Brady hasn't hasn't really been that great in the two matchups he's had against the Rams. As Which he like, tends to do sometimes. He tends to do that. I mean, remember yeah, when he and look, I mean, I mean, Jets? And, and, and by the way, you talk about OBJ coming on, Von Miller. He's a, he seems like he makes a couple yes. of plays every game. So now you've got, if you're Tom Brady, you've got an injured O-line, and now you've got to worry about Aaron Donald and Von Miller? Uh, so, no and, thanks. And, and, and here's the thing. Remember last year when, when I picked when I picked the Bucks to beat the Chiefs? And yeah. and I, I I and I said the way the way you can the way you can bother Tom Brady is not pass rush on the outside because he does a, such a great job. He just he shifts know, he up in the pocket. Up, yeah. He, he dances up for you have the greatest defensive tackle in the last since JJ Watt, or some people might even say he was better than JJ Watt, right? Oh yeah, I mean, I think that can be. Who, who's gonna? And and now Ryan Jensen might might be out. So to be fair, Ryan, Ryan Jensen did practice today. So he but did still, okay, even if he plays, he's not a full go. There's no way he's gonna be a full go. Yeah, I agree. It, by the way, it's a leg injury, so the, the Bucks have a slew of leg injuries. So Aaron Donald. In Tom Brady's face is the reason why the Rams match up so well against so well against the Bucks. Look, the teams that were able to beat Brady historically, the Giants, the Jets. Remember the Jets with um, with back in the day where they used to beat them. Oh a, yeah, a the the the, uh, the uh, Rex Ryan days. Right. It was because Rex Ryan used to be able to put pressure up the middle. The Giants had that crazy defensive line that was able to put pressure and bother him. Tom Brady. Tom Brady when he gets hit, Kurosh. He's not very great. He's not very great, especially in his face. He doesn't mind. He doesn't mind avoiding the pressure on the outside. If he gets hit, if, if those three defensive linemen can't stop the, the Rams, uh, great Aaron Donald and the other guys, it's a done deal. And I think that's why they match up so well against them.
It's going to be tough. Now, now here's some, something to be said, right? A, a couple of things I can say that are in the Bucks' favor, right? They did a phenomenal job last week against the number one rushing offense in the NFL, okay? Philadelphia, the number one rushing offense in the NFL, held Miles Sanders, seven carries, 16 yards, okay? Jalen Hurts, just 39 yards rushing, right? Boston Scott, one carry, 34 yards, was it, was it was a touchdown in garbage time, right? So if you take out that garbage time touchdown, the Eagles finished with 16 carries for 62 yards. Not not very good. And you've got to feel good That's about close. that if if you're if you're the Bucks in terms of being able to stop the run. The other thing I'll say about the Bucs too and their defense is the last time they played the Rams, both their starting corners were out. Sean Murphy Bunting was out, and then Jamel Dean got hurt in the first quarter of that game. So they were really depleted in the secondary for the majority of that game against the Rams. So they're coming in fully healthy here. If you can assume, okay, they'll be better against the pass. If that run defense with those linebackers and, and Sue and Bea plugging up the middle, if that can can hold true, okay, then they, they then maybe they'll be okay on, on defense. And you've got to hope that the GOAT can find a way to skirt this this uh, ferocious Rams defensive front with an injured line. That might be the path. And then look, Leonard Fournette was off to the side practicing earlier today. So he might be, you know, game time decision still. Giovanni Bernard did play well. I don't think Gio Bernard is the kind of back you can feed the rocks to in a game like this. You need a guy like Lenny, who's a thicker, bigger back, who can take a pounding, fall forward. Or even Ronald Jones. Even Ronald, yeah. but I mean, obviously yeah. he's out, but... No, yeah. Ronald Jones is a big player. I know you don't like him, but he's a big, strong player. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I perfect world. I love to have Leonard Fournette healthy this week. I, I like love this to be a 15-20 carry day for him if I'm Tom Brady. I just don't think Keyshawn Vaughn and, and Giovanni Bernard are the kind of backs that can really make it work in a game like this for well, the Bucs. I, I got something to say about, about your statistics, and I, I think you're really, really trying to be nice to the, by, 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 by the information that you gave. Here, here's the reason. First of all, you yourself said that Philadelphia didn't really belong in the playoffs, number one. Number two, no, but, it's but really... But the one thing they could do is run the ball. The one right. thing they could do is run the ball. So. But, but Philadelphia hadn't beaten any good team. And when, when, the, when the Bucks basically are daring Jalen Jay, um, Hurts to, uh, to throw the ball by stacking the box and saying, we're not going to let you run. And it was the inability of the Eagles not to be able to throw a simple passing passing tree routes or routing trees is, is, is what cost them. You have Matthew yeah. Stafford and oh, you yeah. have Cooper cup and you have OBJ. Van, Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby. I mean, they got weapons. All, all these all guys. Okay. Now the best hope, the best hope that the bucks have besides them, you, you say, Oh, they're going to stop the run. They're not going to be able to stop the run the way they did against on the Rams, the way they did against against Philly. The best hope that the bucks have is that Matthew Stafford turns into a pump, uh, pumpkin. He, he turns into Stat Padford. Right. That's that. That is the if Matthew Stafford. I'm telling you, Kurosh, if Matthew Stafford is going to show up and 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 play mistake free, you can seal it. I'm telling you, if Matthew Stafford shows up and plays the way he's capable of playing, game over all the way. Game. The best yeah, hope that they Char, have. But Shar, that 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 down the stretch this season, that's not a given with Stafford. Yes. Against the Cardinals, he looked great last week, and maybe he builds up momentum. But coming into that game, Stafford was very shaky. 
right? right? So the question is, like you said, which Stafford's going to show up? But sure, yeah. I mean, if when you take that defense into account, the that that front, how physical they can be, those weapons I have as pass catchers on offense, Cam Akers is back. Sonny Michelle's been solid all year. Yeah, Stafford, if he can play well with all that flowing, it, it's it's it, I don't think I think they'll win by two scores. Without question, without question, hundred percent. I one hundred percent agree with you. You're, you're on the money. You're on the you're on the money. But the question is, can Todd Bowles, the great Todd Bowles, can can he do can he do something to oh, where he? Can, I mean, that, Todd Bowles. If anybody can, it's him, right? Yeah, I mean, he's. I think he's. You could make an argument. He's the best defensive coordinator in the NFL right now. I mean, him and, him and Dan Quinn. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's fair. That's fair. I but, mean, but but that's but that's. I mean, he's in great company, right? He's a he's phenomenal great- company. If Todd Bowles can do something where he can confuse Stafford into turning from a prince to a, a pumpkin, then then frog. That's that's their best chance. That that is their best chance. That's it. Otherwise, game over. The, the just the, the one thing I, I'm trying to find ways for the Bucks to have a story of how the Bucks can win, right? I'm making a couple assumptions, right? Number one, on the in the passing game, you're already without AB and Godwin. Okay. You're down to you know Scotty Miller and I think Cyril Grayson's trying to get back healthy and, and Tyler Johnson's there and Jalen Darden, right? All these guys that are kind of like just guys, right? Right now. Ramsey's probably gonna shut down or limit. Mike Evans opportunities, right? And Evans was a huge, I mean, he had nine catches, 10 targets, a buck 19 and a touchdown last week. So I don't know that you can just say, oh, Mike Evans playing well is going to be a given or having a big game is going to be a given, right? So who's going to win? Who's going to win those battles in the passing game, right? Well, are we you sure Ramsey's going to be on, uh, Ramsey's going to be on Mike Evans? I, I, I'm making an assumption there. What I'm saying is if the remainder of the Bucks receivers aren't really scared scaring you too much in terms of the route tree why wouldn't you have ramsey just because he doesn't match up well against he doesn't match up well against them because he's a ramsey's a smaller guy he's he's really designed to stop a guy like antonio brown or chris godwin so that's so that's what that's what jalen ramsey is and and i don't i mean again i i'm I'm not a i'm not an expert of 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 defensive backs It, it it might be a type of thing where you tell you basically say you know what I don't he, think Ramsey's that small, though. You know, he's he's like he's like six one, a buck ninety four. I mean, he's not a yeah, tiny guy. And Mike Evans is basically a, 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 yeah. a tight end. Yeah, but I mean, corners aren't going to be six foot five, right? That, that's not a normal. I'm right, saying, but but, saying, but he's Ram- not like a five ten corner either. You know, look, right, but but he's he's slight. Uh, you know, so, he's so, but, so, so what he, you're saying. So what, so what you're saying is the the Ramsey on Evans matchup doesn't scare you and that if he might not even cover Evans and that could still present opportunities for Evans to have a good game. Yes. And 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 I again this is this is purely when I talk about defensive backs, I'm purely talking as a layman and, and I'll and I'll be the first one to admit it. So this is purely with 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 what I see and, and, and what I've what I've read. Ramsey's not like Marshall Lattimore where he just he's the kryptonite to Mike Evans. All right. Now yeah. he might be he might he might he might cover him and have a great day. But I, I think for the Bucks, this is a game where you need an appearance of of of, of Howard, their their backup tight end. He's he he's he hasn't been part of the picture all day. Gronk too, though, right? I mean, if, right. if I mean Gronk's got to be big in this one. Evans has to has, has to pull it. I mean, I just don't hard for me to envision a path for the Bucks to to over the course of four quarters to be the better team. I think I, you know how I'm leaning, Sharp. I'm gonna let you go first. Who do you ultimately have in this one? I'm taking the Rams. Simply because I'm betting on Stafford. Maybe, maybe this, maybe I am. And you know what? You called me 
a Rams homer. Maybe I am being a Rams homer. <laughs> I I think I think Stafford knows what is being said about him. And he knows that he's basically the weak point. He can be, he can be, look, he can be the MVP of the team, and he can also be the team, the player that they lose because of. So I think he knows about that. And I'm gonna bet on Stafford. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's not so much betting on Stafford for me. I'm looking at it in a very kind of simple way. This was a bad matchup for the Bucks when they were healthy. They're no longer as healthy, nor do they have the same talent they had when they played the first two times. So why would they win this one? <laughs> right. I mean, that's how I'm looking at it. On top of that, you've got the momentum the Rams have hitting on all cylinders in that first playoff game against Arizona. Cam Akers is back. Von Miller's making plays. OBJ's making plays. Ramsey's playing at a high level. Like we talked about Tom Brady not doing well with strong inside pressure, which is exactly Aaron Donald's forte. <laughs> it's just really hard for me to spin up a story that has the Bucs winning this game. I, you know, yeah, they're probably going to be in it because Tom Brady's Tom Brady. But again, it's one of those games over the course of four quarters. The Rams should be the better team. And I... I, it's crazy for me to say, I actually think there's a chance this could be the most lopsided game of the weekend if it gets out of hand early. You know, that, that, that's, that's, that, that's my bold prediction is this could actually be, not prediction, but potential Statement. proclamation is this could, we could look back and say this ended up being the most lopsided game of the entire weekend. So I've got the Rams winning. And I think, honestly, Rams plus three, if I was, if I was a betting man, that's, that's, I don't want to call it a guarantee, but that feels like a really strong bet to me. Here's the thing. If this game was being played at home in, in, in LA, I would see the Rams being a five point favorite. So um, no question. Uh, question. Now look, yeah. Can, can you get Tristan Wirfs back and Ryan Jensen be effective? Can Leonard Fournette come back and pound the rock and, you know, help with time of possession, right? Does that buck strong defensive front shut the running game down? And does Matt Stafford fold and become, you know, his old self? we don't know we don't know these things i you know i'm just going off of the data i have in front of me right now and that's my prediction if, I, if, I, I agree with you i want her and, and and look we didn't we didn't tell each other our picks before no. and, and 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 here's what's consistent out of three games you and i are agreeing wholeheartedly and we're going against pff we're we're, we're going against the analytics i didn't but, even look at pff yeah right but i do i do because of betting i, I take a look at them and, and and all three games we're going against pff and i think the rams are going to win if Somehow, if somehow the Bucks end up winning this game. Okay. You All know right. the amount of respect that I have for the great Tom Brady. I won't anymore call him the greatest sportsman of all time. I'm going to call him the greatest human of all time. I mean, like, it's, it's, and Todd Bowles, and Todd Bowles is going to be, it's, if, if, if somehow, some way, which is obviously possible. I mean, obviously, when we make these predictions, it's not anything can happen. But if, the, if, if the Bucks win this game, I don't know what other accolades you can put on Tom Brady and and and, and Todd Bowles because we already know that everybody knows what a great defensive player. I, I, I just don't think like at some point the you can't bet against the goat. You can't you can't say that forever, right? At some point it's got to end. I'm betting it's this weekend. Shar, let's end this thing on on I think what we believe is 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 the game of the weekend, right? On paper, you got two red hot teams. The Buffalo Bills coming off a 47-17 trouncing of the Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs. 35 unanswered points against the Steelers after falling behind early in that one, cruising to their to their victory. These are two teams that are absolutely hot. 
They're meeting again in KC for the second time this season. Obviously, they met earlier in the year. That was uh, an embarrassing game for Kansas City. They lost that game 38-20. to A lot has changed since then. You know, Buffalo's gone through. There's some ebbs and flows. Kansas City's gone through some ebbs and flows. And they're both coming into this game, I think, equally hot. Okay? You've got two great quarterbacks, awesome weapons on both sides, both defenses playing their potential coming into this game. I mean, there is so much you can talk about in this one. I don't know that I see a clear-cut edge anywhere between these two teams. I think it's going to be a phenomenal game. And, 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 and this could actually be a preview of the Super Bowl representative for the AFC, the way these guys are playing. Sure. You've been on the Kansas City Chiefs all year. Correctly. I think I, I, think I know where you're going with this one. But Correctly. Uh, but, 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 you have to say correctly. I've been on Kansas City's bandwagon correctly the entire year. <laughs> correctly. Okay. Right. So, so, so you, you, you're riding them all the way to the Super Bowl? But- of course. And, 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 and when, they lost, when they lost to the Bills at home, one of the things that I told you is that they're going to beat them in the playoffs. And, and, and then, you know, a lot of people were saying, well, they might not even make the playoffs, which I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind. But you didn't say that. I know you didn't say that, but other people were saying that. But uh, look, oh, yeah, everybody knows how I'm going to go. Here's the thing. As awesome as Josh Allen is, as awesome as the Bills did play, all right, I think they're a year away from challenging Kansas City. It's it's very similar to how when Kansas City came up and they lost to the to the to the Patriots and and they were red hot and they, they just didn't have that experience. Yeah. This is this this is a season course. This is a season team. And and I want to tell people out there do not underestimate the gravity of the moment and the importance of the game involved. Again, this is not Madden. This is not Madden. We saw of one of the reasons you- one of you're saying in terms of the effect pressure has. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. You well, don't, you I don't... Mean, Josh Allen, this was the conference championship last year, right? This was right. the AFC championship last year. So, right. you, I mean, Josh Allen has played. Now, this is his third game in KC in in in, in basically in a, in a year span, right? Right. In one year span. So, he's right. done it. So, you could argue, well, he's okay. He's He's had that experience with this team in the stadium and, and, and they, and they got the better of them in the, the last time. But I, I, I hate to be like unscientific about this. I think as evenly as these teams match up, I, I kind of do gravitate towards being unscientific about it. When I, when I, when I say that, what I mean is I, I, the more I think about this game, it's just hard for me to envision a possibility of a team beating Kansas city twice in Kansas City. Exactly. It's just hard. It's hard to like, exactly. It's hard to Is it possible? Sure. Can we talk about a game script and a game flow where that happens? Sure. I just don't see it. And I can absolutely envision. And if I'm the Chiefs, I'm doing this is looking at that game, the from the 38-20 loss, and using that as motivation to get myself up and say, they think that's the real us. Let's show them who we really are. Right. And so it's just, it will be, I would, if we're, if we're sitting here next week talking about the bills doing it again, that would surprise me. It just does not feel like the kind of game the chiefs will lose to a team. They've, they've already embarrassed them early in the season. I, you know, I don't see it going their way. And I think like, like you said it really well, Shar. the bills look great against the Patriots. That's as good as they're going to play. And it was great. And it, it was great. Right. I'm not saying that it was a fluke. Okay, they are capable of doing that. 
but you're not going to get that kind of a, a performance this week. I mean, if you're, if you're banking on that, I think you're betting, banking on the wrong thing. So, you know, can they get within 85, 90% of that? I don't think so. I think part of the reason so why, either. part right. of the reason why they were able to, to play that well also have to do with the limitations of the Patriots mm-hmm. defense limitations that Max Jones has great rookie season, but he's still a rookie, right? The moment was probably in some cases a little bit too big uh, for him. You know, the bills made a great play, a couple of great, great plays on defense to get that game and their control early. Like there's a lot of things, a lot of factors that you got to look at. They just don't apply to the chiefs in this game. And so I, I don't think you can look at that great momentum builder for them, but this is a completely new and different game. You've got a team that's also hot and also motivated to come out, come here and prove something against you back in their house. Uh, absolutely. And, and you, you made my point for me. I was, I was about to say, do you know that if the bills had lost to Kansas city in a close game earlier in the year, I would, I would like their chances more. But, but is that because are, are, are you saying like, you think the bills will overlook, not overlook no. the chiefs, but like, but maybe discount the degree of difficulty of the game, no. of how they won, or then, 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 then why is that a factor? Why should that matter? Because it's a less, I can guarantee you that the chiefs aren't going to overlook the bills. Do you, do you, do you, do you see the, no, no, no. But, 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 but I can also, I mean, to me, I feel like I can't guarantee it, but I would well, be nobody surprised. Can I would be surprised if the Bills went off that last game and said we got their number. I, 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 no, I no, 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 no. They know. They, look, they they're very well aware. They're they're very well aware of of who they are and what they are. Now, are they confident that they can do it? Yes, but there's again, if they would have lost to Kansas City earlier, I would I would have said, you know what? It's possible that some of the Chiefs players are going to say, oh yeah, you know whatever. You can bet your bottom dollar. Bottom dollar. Thank you. I was going to use a different word, but I was going to use, <laughs> a, you, use, a, different, use a different word that starts with these, but, but also possibly more important than your bottom dollar, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. You can bet, bet your bottom dollar that every single player on the Kansas City Chiefs team is coming out with a purpose. Yeah. And they're not looking at the moment of being too big. They've been there. They've been there. All right. They're coming out with, Okay, you got us, but we're ready. I agree. I agree. That's how it should play out. But look, let's let's hypothetically speaking, there is a path for for the Bills to win this game. And 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 to me, I think what that would be is this, right? Josh Allen continues playing at a high level, putting his team on his back, right? He's as effective throwing as he is running the ball. The Bills continue to have balance on offense. They get Singletary double-digit carries. They let Josh Allen run that power effectively without getting him injured. And Josh Allen becomes effective. And this defense continues to play well. I mean, this was the number one overall defense in the league, right? Let's not not mistake that, right? So this defense is no slouch. Kansas City, you know, I know it's a totally large thing. They On paper, they were the 27th-ranked defense in the league. They were not – they're much better than that, right? But – I do think what it tells you is the Bills do at least have on paper the edge on defense. And if they can keep that that run-pass balance that they've done such a good job of these last few games that they weren't doing pretty much all season, they can control some clock, have some offensive balance, keep the Chiefs on their toes. And if Josh Allen continues that level of play, that will be the formula, I think, by which the Bills win. If the Bills go in this, like, you know, throwing 87 passes and running single target three times and all – I don't think that's going to work. They've got to be balanced in this game if they're going to have a shot. 
Right. And and again, the 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 path to the Bills winning is that somehow some the moment isn't too big for them. But I'm t- and, 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 and that's what I'm gonna say too. The in in that in that scenario too, the Bills will say we've been here before. No, but they haven't. We, 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 but they we, haven't. We, we we played them in the conference championship last year. We lost that right. game. We learned from that loss, right? So that's what I'd be saying is, guys, this isn't too big because we've been here already. Like that's uh, theoretically, if if you know if if they're going to win, I think that's the way they've got to look at it, right? But what was right. the what, what was the end result of that game last year? If I recall, it wasn't close. No, it wasn't close. I think the Bills took an early lead, and then Kansas City just did what they do. I mean, the firestorm of points. Right. Uh, and, and that was it. Yeah, it was it was bad. So, it was really bad. So look, uh, the moment sometimes is too big for certain players. It's not going to be too big for Kansas City. Kansas City is going to have revenge on their mind. And let's let's remember this. Everybody talks about Kansas City having all these losses early on. Who did they lose to? They lost to some. They lost. You don't have Kansas City losing to a crappy team. Yep. They they they, they lost they lost to a Ravens that weren't decimated with injuries yet. They they had their quarterback. And by the way, Ravens have always been a kryptonite for Kansas City. Number one, number two, they lost to the Bills. They lost to the Titans, and they lost to the Chargers. Okay, all of them solid teams. The Bills have some really bad losses, Kurosh. So it, it's You're not right. like they do. It's not like the it's out of the realm of feasibility that the Bills kind of have a brain fart. The one thing about the Chiefs is that their their losses were legitimate losses. All right. And they're not going to look, they're not going to be caught off guard again. They're not going to be caught off guard again. I, you have a better coach. I believe in Andy Reid. You have, Absolutely. you have, and, 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 and here's the thing. This might be the only team that somebody could say you have a more talented quarterback. <laughs> but Shar, one thing I'll tell you, and, and you, you, you use this as a means to uh, prove your point about the evenness of, of a matchup. Spread right now, KC minus one and a half. Technically, what this would tell you is on a neutral field, Vegas likes Buffalo better. If you're gonna, if you're gonna assume three points for the home team, right? Well, so I, so I want to, I want to tell you the spread started at three. So the what spread, happened? So people are betting, and I think it has a recency bias of, of people are saying, well, the Chiefs played the Steelers, which shouldn't have mattered. The Bills beat. A really, really good Patriots team, but I have news for you. If if the teams would have swapped positions, the results would have been the same. Yeah, not, not necessarily as a blowout, but but I'm yeah, talking but about they, they, two teams playing really well that week. Right. So so the yeah the 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 spread started at like at like three two and a half three, and I I disagree. I look just just to let you know, eighty six percent eighty six percent of smart money is betting Kansas city. Whereas 47% of the tickets are betting bills. That, that, that means, that means you have a lot of dumb betters betting, betting the bills. You have, you have a disproportionate amount of dumb betters. I am heavy on Kansas city. I, I think, I think they're going to coast through this again. Now, is it hundred percent? Of course not. If that was the case, I would go and mortgage my three sons and, and, you know, and, I, would, and I would bet that, but I'm heavy Kansas city. Everything. Everything that's non that's non analytics points to Kansas City. All the emotional aspect, all the human level, all the all the all the all the all the human elements point to Kansas City coming out and winning this game. Char, here's one thing I'll say: if you take out the in the last five games the Chiefs have played, if you take out the two games they blew out the Steelers at home, right? You've got 
34-28 overtime victory over the Chargers, which is a game, if it weren't for Brendan Staley's play calling, they should, probably should have lost that game. Agreed, agreed. A 28-24, barely getting by the Broncos, okay? And then a 34-31 loss to the Bengals. So I'm just saying, yes, may, may, maybe we are overinflating KC a little bit because they've they've blown out teams like the Chiefs, uh, excuse me, teams like the Raiders and the Steelers recently, right? In reality, right. How, how impressive was that? I don't know. But they're a great team. They're a great team. But but I think that, that that's probably what Vegas is looking at and saying, okay, well, if you take those blowouts out, they really haven't been that great the past five weeks. No, here's here's the thing, though, that I have to say about that. When they, when they lost to the Bengals, number one, remember I told you they got extremely unlucky? Sure. But extremely I, but, but unlucky. I just, okay, number one. Look, I, I'm not bringing that. I'm just saying if you take out those blowouts, it, it's right. pretty. That's all, but, that's but all. also, but also, that was a game that they lost three of their starting offensive linemen against against uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know? So you, they, they had, do you know that they had Joe Tooney playing left tackle? I mean, you, you can't. Uh, so that throw that game, throw that game out. The game against the Broncos. The Broncos are a divisional team that that plays them tough. Same same thing with the Chargers. Char, Chargers are Chargers are Chargers are probably the most underachieving team that I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah. In an extremely long time. And the fact that they went in there and took care of business playing poorly. And and here's the thing. They did get lucky. Why did they get lucky? Because freaking the, the analytics came, you know. Daily, so they, yeah. So the nine-year-old playing Madden with grandma's basement. Exactly. I'm, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to put my punt team out there and run a fake punt on fourth and long, you know, whatever. You're thinking, about, you're thinking about Mike McCarthy right now, I think. But, right, right. But, so and, and okay, anyway. So I think, Jar. I would say right now we're 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 doing what you call we're we're in violent we're in violent agreement right now. Okay, I'm just bringing these data points as just to play devil's advocate. Right. Ultimately, I'm with you. The Chiefs take care of business in this one. That's 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 how I see it playing out. And 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 I, and I think that one and a half. I I, I think it's gonna be more than that. I, I think it's a, I think it's a product of a lot of a lot of lay people thinking that how can the Bills lose. They went in there and won before, and look how hot they are, and look how amazing they're playing. It, it, it's it's uh, here, here's here's, 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 here's like the lazy It's a lazy narrative. Pardon me? That's a lazy narrative. Well, it, it is, but a lot of times people go off of that, and, and there's recency bias. Here's a time where actually uh, uh, PFF agrees with us, and and here's the kind of bets that I like when the analytics point towards points towards Kansas City, when the Vegas smart money is pointing toward Kansas City. And when my eye test and my personal experience as a football player point towards Kansas City, these are the kind of bets that I love. All right. Is there is there a Haley's Comet tonight? Because you and I saw eye to eye in all these games. It must be, must be uh, something in the, in the water. <laughs> you, you, know, you, know, you know what's bad, Kurosh? Is when that happens, watch us go completely over. I know. <laughs> We're both going to be wrong. Right. Jeez. That would right. be amazing. Well, hey, listen. I'm excited, man. It's going to be a fun, fun weekend. Where are you going to be watching the games? At the crib or at a friend's house? Or what are you doing? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to be sitting at home on my favorite couch with my favorite bottle of tequila, some San Mateo, extra Añejo tequila. And I'm going to be sitting there. And uh, my beautiful young girlfriend is going to be cooking me lots of yummy food and uh, taking care of me. And it's going to be a phenomenal weekend. Wow. And here's one thing I got to say. Did she again. just hear you say that? Or, or, or are you just being brave and in the, in the, in being alone in the house right now? <laughs> <laughs> you've met her you, you know how sweet she no, is no, you know, she's very she's I, very cool i'm sure she's gonna be a, yeah she's, she's and you know how she takes care, care of me so she, she, she's she's wonderful but no and but here's the one thing i can promise you the game the games with the exception of one game i, I again the, for the most part the games are going to be great 
the games are going to be great. I think so. Yeah, I think it's going to it's going to be fun. And uh, yeah, I'll be uh, you know I don't know probably be drinking my favorite my favorite can of carbonated water and uh, <laughs> trying to match your tequila comment. Are you going to have um, your lasagna like you did last week? My lasagna, lasagna probably, yeah. And uh, maybe order order some pizza. My wife will make some chips and guacamole homemade. It'll be good. Yeah. yeah it'll, it'll quick good quick question, though. Quick yes, question. Sir. Now that I, I want to see I want to see how your mind operates. Now that you've actually picked the Rams to win, are you still going to be rooting for the for the Bucks because of Tom Brady? Oh, hell yeah. Of course. Of course. Okay. I got you. Of course. I got you. I want you to rather, be wrong. You'd rather be wrong. Right. I got you. I got yeah, you. But if you're saying, if you're saying crush, you know, you got to mortgage your house on this. I'm betting the Rams, but of course, right. I'm, I'm going right. to be rooting for the for the Bucks to win the game. So. Well, here's here's the thing: because you don't bet, because you don't bet, you can say that. Because right, I, I'm betting. I, I, I can, with peace of mind, approach it that way. Right. Right. I can't because obviously I've I've I've, I've bet. I'm going to bet, but but I don't know if I'm going to bet the Rams game. To be honest, because of, of purely because of Tom Brady. I, I but the other games, I'm I'm, I'm betting. I'm, I'm betting Tennessee. I'm betting Green Bay. I'm betting. I'm betting. I'm betting Kansas, Kansas City. City. I, right. I think I think I'm going to stay away from the uh, Bucks and Rams, but being growing up a Rams fan, obviously I'm going to root for the Rams. So it would be great. It would be great to see Matt Stafford really do his thing. What, what he's capable of doing. I promise I won't hold that hold that against you, man. But uh, <laughs> all right, man. Oh, play. Enjoy the games until next you week. Too. We'll see you next time. Peace out, buddy. See you. Bye.